0: Pagosian got it up on the wing is deflected but not out. Kicked in there in front of the net, he Swallowed up in front of the net and tucked in by Kajula and it's one nothing Chicago. Go. Now here's Kane coming in on goal, he shoots, he scores! Kane takes the breakaway pass and makes it a 2 nothing game. Kane, get over the line, he dropped it back, he scores! Sawed on the short side and the up their three-goal lead back again. A quick shot well taken by Connor Murphy has given the Hawks a two-goal lead again. And the Hawks coming back with Kane looking at the open net and scores. Now yeah, that's four points for Patrick Kane here tonight. I think we're trying too busy trying to score goals.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast. I am Joe, and I'm as always, I am joined by Luke. And it's been a little bit because of the polar vortex, but yes. we're back. Hopefully there are no more polar vortexes in the near future uh, preventing us from doing one of these podcasts. So,
2: Luke, how are you doing? I'm good. We met our match. We met our match, certainly. My foot is sore for some reason. I don't know why it scares me. Uh, but... Other than that, I'm doing quite well.
1: The Sabers are ruining my life.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm strangely enough, I'm still looking forward to the game night. I'm going. I'm going again, and I'm going on Thursday. That's right, because that's your second team. The Wild, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: So, uh, I went to the Blackhawks game. Yes. And this was the first time I ever left after the second period. Oh, really? I left after the second period. That is how. Well, the first period it was a good period. First period, they looked really good. They had a lot of chances. I remember I even tweeted, the Blackhawks are just trash. And then the second period, I don't know what happened,
2: but they just, oh, it just wraps my mind. From the, I've been thinking about the, I've had plenty of time to think, obviously, since we've last been on the air. And I think we need to, we need to hold off on the roasting of other franchises because mm-hmm. we're practically the same thing as exactly. the Oilers and... Like the same things that are being said about McDavid, like, oh, his cup window is is closing. I'd say the same thing about Eichel, yeah. yeah. Like, let's I'm gonna cool the Jets a bit, okay? Cause the Sabres exist. But they
1: lost seven to what, seven to three, seven to three. against the Blackhawks. Yeah. The Blackhawks suck. I don't understand. I don't get it. They're finally starting to shake up the lines. <laughs> New lines at practice yesterday. We got Connor Sherry, Jack Eichel, and Kyle Oposo. And I want to mention something about what Oposo said after the Blackhawks game in a little bit. And then you got Zemgus Girgensons on the wing, on the wing with Vladimir Saboka and Tage Thompson. Also C.J. Smith, Evan Rodriguez, and Sam Reinhart. Also Jeff Skinner, Casey Middlestead, and Jason Pominville. Those are the new forward lines. You got the Rasmai together once in, once again, Dalene and Risto. You got Pilot and Bagosian, and then it is Nathan bolyu and Matt Hunwick, uh, I feel like we're missing one of the pairings, but I'm gonna guess that'd be Marco Scandella and
2: somebody else.
1: Wait, wait, is Scandella gonna be scratched?
2: Who? Wait, who? Who are we missing? Scandella we're missing somebody. Wasn't Casey Nelson right? No, Nelson's not playing. Yeah, I know. I feel that might be a mistake on our. Who part, was right? our eighth defenseman? Jake McCabe. Yes, Jake, wait, Jake McCabe. McCabe. Yeah, Jake Always
1: McCabe. Jake. Yes, yep. McCabe and. McCabe oh. and Scandella, yes. And then Bully and Hunwick will be the scratches. Okay. But C.J. Smith up. We forgot yeah. to mention that. Uh, Remy Ellie waved, not claimed, to no surprise, because I don't know why this wasn't done a while ago, but, hey, they're finally starting to realize that changes got to be made, and it took a 7-3 to loss to the Blackhawks to do it. But, hey. When it looks like it's going off the rails, it is going off the rails, and you're just sitting there doing nothing. I'm not saying you got to make a trade or anything, but you guys you got guys capable in Rochester that can come up and help you out. Smith looked good in his time buff. I'm not saying he's a top-six forward or anything,
2: but you can put him on the fourth line. He's still going to play well. Where is this team's backbone? What is it going to take to light a fire underneath them and just say, we're not going to take it anymore? What's going to take? What is going to be their twisted sister moment? The we're not going to take it anymore. Like when? When? When is enough? Enough for these guys? I don't understand. Don't think it's. I don't it? know if
1: it's a talent. I don't know if they just got a bunch of lazy bums in the room. And Oposo touched on this. We're going to play the clip in a minute. <clears> but the coach. <clears> I don't understand. It boggles my mind. They they're like t- how many new players year in and year out? There were like ten new players last year. Ten new players guess, this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. The same thing every single year. Oh, they're not listening to the coach. Oh, they're not talented enough. What is it? There's only
2: one constant in that locker room the last two seasons. And he's behind the bench, Mr. Housley. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, I think we'll we'll play the Oposo clip right
0: now. Yeah, yeah. It's a long season you can't get too down and you can't get too high it's you know it's it's uh you gotta you gotta try and remain even keel and I don't think we've done a good job of that. We've uh you know after a win it's you know we're just uh we're flying high and after a loss it's it's uh kind of it's not good and and that's that's not a mentality that um really good hockey teams have. I think uh you know the really good teams you know they they don't they don't play well, they they lose their mentalities. They're gonna win the next game, and if they win, it's like yeah, yeah, played well. We're we're gonna win the next game too. That's that's the mentality of a really good hockey team, and I just I just don't think that we've had that this year from everybody. Was there a time when it all changed? Um. No, I think that that's been pretty consistent all year. Where we've gotten too high, we've got too low. Um, I just think the, I think that the um, just the little details in our game have been slipping. I think uh, I think it. I think what it really changed kind of latter half of that, that 10 game win streak we had. I thought we were getting away with a lot of things, but still winning games. And and then um, you know our play's been very inconsistent since then. Um, and you know we just um yeah I, I just that's when i think it changed
2: i can't believe it took so long to say it someone finally in the room has said what we've all seen is that this team has no no drive they how can you be a team at a pro level and not think you're going to go in every game and win i yeah it doesn't or, make or, any sense. Or like or 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 expect to win and this is a leader a to
1: leader on the team yeah. oposo and Say what you want about him. Yeah, exactly. Using so will... it, but the guy's a good leader, and I applaud him for standing up and facing the media after losses like this. And even those, and
2: I I believe him. I believe it. Yeah, he's not just gonna say that. that Though, that's this is the problem. Those Islander teams he was on, they weren't winners, but still they 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 had they probably had that drive. They still went to the playoffs. They obviously had that drive to say, hey, we're gonna go into the next game and win this one. And A leader, a 11-year vet of the league, comes in and says that. And it's – I mean, the fans were right all along pretty much because we saw this. What's wrong with these? That's what I want to know. What is wrong with these guys?
1: I don't get it. They change up the core – or not the core, but the players every year. You're in and you're out. Guys are different, and it's the same result. Even going back to Bilesma, even like – Going back to when Lindy was still here, you heard this stuff. I, How does this change? How?
2: I think... I'm beating a dead horse, okay? But the quickest fix is always a coaching change. Exactly. Just to change the, the room. It's easiest fix. It's, you can't change the players around easily. The coach is the easiest, most expendable one. Throw out all my past comments about Housley. Any coach in the league. The team struggles, you fire the coach. And you start over. You bring in a different mindset, a different system. Mm-hmm. It's the quickest fix. And it's it's to light a fire under this team, I think it's the only thing you can do. And don't just bring in a Joe Schmo off the street. You need like a big name coaching candidate. And there's one big fish out there, but okay, I won't mention his name. Joel Quinville, does he
1: even want to come here? Probably not. Would he come here? No, I don't know. The guy wants to win a cup right away. If he's going to go anywhere, he's going to go somewhere where he can win a cup. And that's Mm -hmm. not here. Sorry. Sorry to break it to you all, but
2: the Sabres are not winning a Stanley Cup for at least another two years. You know who I think he'd be good with? And I love John Tortorella, but I think he could really coach a Blue Jackets team. He could be a good coach for them. But, I mean, even if they fire out, like, if this thing just, if it,
1: it's already off the rails as it is, but they go out and lose every game. Like, they lose the rest of the games on this homestand. And then they're like, you know what, we got to make a change. They fire Housley. Who's the new coach? Davis Payne? That, that's that's what's going to happen, right? Davis Payne or... Uh, Chris Height. You know, <laughs> it would be Payne or uh, Steve Smith. Steve Smith. And it would probably be Davis Payne because Davis Payne has, been, has had coaching experience. So, you go from bad to worse... I don't think they would promote Taylor, especially considering Rochester is having success down no. there.
2: So I don't know. I predicted I know. before this streak began. We're gonna go two and five on this home Two and five. We're zero and two at the moment.
1: Zero and two. Mm-hmm. I I told I'm going to the Hurricanes game with my friend, and if I told him if the Sabers lose against the Wild tonight, we're wearing bags on our heads. So. Mm. It's it's gonna be. All, I don't know. I feel wilder. Like, good team. I'm not very confident about this one, especially with the new. I like the new lines. I really like them. I've been saying that they should break up that top line for a while now, and they finally did it. It's about time. And I I like Skinner with Stat. I think having a pure sniper and a really really solid. Real top six player besides Casey will work wonders for him. And middlestat has been playing, good, playing really well, and I think points will finally start to come now that he has a legitimate threat on his side. And we have dispersed the wealth throughout the lineup. And I really like the the Reinhardt line, the third line. Yeah. Evan Rodriguez, I feel like Reinhardt and Rodriguez played well when they had a little bit of time
2: together earlier. And Smith, earlier. Gets and Smith
1: a, nice energy player. He gets That's to play line.
2: with a very talented player in Reinhardt as well. Mm-hmm. Imagine how excited he must be coming up from Rochester. Yeah, he's with, not playing with Vladimir Sabotka. Yeah. This is good. I like the
1: lines. I like the lines a lot, but let's see if they can put it together. Let's see if C.J. Smith can show us something. Will they start Linus Allmark tonight? That's what I want to know. Because he should have started in Chicago. We didn't talk about the Dallas game yet, but that was horrible. Boring game. Re- like the, I feel like... I. They might have not even gotten thirty shots. I don't know, but it was really bad. They this, lost one nothing. It was, it was that might have been the second time they were shut out this season. This this is day. what
2: I've been telling people: losing one nothing is the worst because not only did the other team do the bare minimum, but that means you did nothing. Yes. So it's almost like you didn't even play a game and you lost.
1: And but look at Bagosian. Bagosian gave the puck away right mm-hmm. right down the middle, and then I forgot who scored. Yeah, Taylor Vadoom got the puck, and then might have been Jamie Ben who. Scored, But come on. Oh, yeah. If that was Lawrence Pilot, he's sitting in the press box for two weeks. Mm-hmm. But we got Marco Scandella, who has just been horrible this And then season. Jamie Benn. Has Marco Scandella been the worst player of the season? Oh, Absolutely. God.
2: Right? Oh, let me. Oh, I need to think about he,
1: that. Uh, It's got to be close between him, Sabotka. How about Sabotka? Berglund. If you're talking about disappointments, he's right up there.
2: Okay. Yeah, he's up there, yeah. I, I don't want to cast the blame on like one particular defenseman, though. Because I, I wrote up there on the board...
1: Defense, is, for the most part of the season, has been pretty good. Bogosian, until recently, has been really solid. Develine, I've been very... The yeah, They've been yeah. good. McCabe has been okay. Pilot, Pilot is probably the, either the second or third best defenseman on the team. Mm-hmm. And somehow, he keeps getting put in the press box. I don't understand it... I don't get it. A certain man somewhere. How what is he learning? That's what I wanna know. I, oh, it's part of the development curve. He's yeah. gonna learn. What? Yeah, a Do certain Do you learn how to drive by watching your parents drive you places? No. You learn by actually doing it. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't Yep. It's I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I really just don't mm-hmm. get it. Thompson, what did he, this guy learn from sitting in the press box three quarters of the Every three, every, yeah, like, he would sit in the press box three games and then get one game in the beginning of the season. What was he learning then? I don't understand. And then when he starts to play well after, like, oh, feather or not cap. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's why he's playing well, because he was sitting in the press box learning from upstairs. No, that's a boatload of BS. Darlene gives it puck over every once in a while. He's not sitting in the press box. I'm not saying they should have set him in the press box, but Pilots 23? He's played in the SHL many years, was excellent in the AHL, and has been carrying that success over to the NHL besides a couple gaffes here in their mental breakdowns in the defensive zone. He gives you the best chance to win. Not Matt Hunwick, not Nathan Beaulieu. This is ridiculous. These lineup decisions by Phil Housley, besides this, I like, I like what's happening tonight. Who do you think got in his ear? GM, I really, because he's got to be feeling the pressure now. They're still, what are they, three points out of a playoff spot? The fact that they're still only three points out of a playoff spot is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's the the winning streak, if that had one thing that helped them out this year, is that they're going to be in the mix for a long time, at least, because...
2: Could you imagine this team team in the
1: playoffs, though? Like, they'll get smoked, but I'll still, take, <laughs> a, I'll still take a playoff berth. It's still
2: possible. They're still there. Don't roll over and play dead. This would be, like, the worst playoff team of all time. Oh, yeah. Just riding a good first half of the year. Not even first half, a good mm. first third of the year. Yeah. John bucci
1: put uh, tweeted this out after the Dallas game. So, at the time of, after that game, Sabres fall to 8 13-4 in their last 25 games, so now it's 8, six, eight 14 and 14-4. Those right? are last-year numbers. Yeah, yep. and they're tied for third-worst in the NHL since November 29th, which was when the, lo- the winning streak ended, when they were the most in the NHL in points So
2: since. So we played ourselves right out of a good draft pick for the most part. Yeah, but <laughs> you're still in it. You're still in it. Yeah. And if this
1: continues... uh. You can start we'll start talking about Jack Hughes every week because this I don't understand. I count how many times I say I don't understand because I don't get it. This team is better. The team has improved. The team improved under Bilesma to Housley. They got worse. Roster wise. Roster wise. <laughs> yeah. They finished in last place. They were horrible. Mm-hmm. It was a pain to watch them. The team improved on paper, roster wise, once again. And they look like they're taking a step, but then they fall off a cliff. And they're still in it because of the winning streak. But, I mean, what what's going to happen? Do they give you any reason to believe that they're going to make the playoffs
2: or at least contend for a no, playoff spot? No, we just posted the poll on yeah. TCB prior to going on the air here, and it was, have you given up on the season yet? Absolutely. There's no reason why I should keep believing in this team. From what they've shown us, why should I keep believing? We had a 10-game winning streak, and like all the optimism has been built off of that winning streak for the most part. Yeah. What Other than that streak, what is there to be positive about? They, but even during the streak, they were yeah. kind of bad. What makes people think we're just going to come out of nowhere and we're going to, you know, the horseshoe is finally going to fall out of our pants and... I mean, it's practically already happened. Yeah, because the first game, it was a telling tale. I mean,
1: against Boston, they looked horrible, mm-hmm. absolutely horrible.
2: But even and then, we...
1: and then the few games after that, they looked good. It, yeah, it's been a tale that's of what two kills teams. They've looked good at yeah. points,
2: or at least half decent. But then they look horrendous. We at least looked like a different team for the first forty or so games. Yeah, but n- not anymore. They look like
1: the same old Sabers from the last seven years, mm-hmm. and it's that's not good. No. it's not good. I I don't get it. Uh, we got yeah. a
2: glimpse. Oh, uh, it, it was a nice little glimpse. I don't know what happened though. We we looked like a different team to start the year. There's no denying that.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, as you mentioned, we put out a Twitter poll on the charging Buffalo account. Have you given up hope on the season yet? 52% say yes, 48 say no. Uh 424 votes. So I'll we'll read a couple of the replies here. Uh Secondary snoring, Scott McCallick, he says, Yep. To clarify, there's nothing that this young team has or that hat or that it has done since the streak to not bottom out. Trades might help. Beer does help. Mm. I. the thing is, people are saying we gotta make a trade. What's that gonna do? One guy isn't gonna turn the ship around. Okay. Uh Tyler Toffoli. They trade for Tyler Toffoli. Not gonna turn it around. What changes? Nothing. Because Ty- Tyler Toffoli's not that fast. He's having a no. down year. Again, it's the Kings, but they are asking it's, for it's, a first-round
2: pick? It's a cry for help, yeah.
1: Sanford, pretty much. It's desperation. Mm-hmm. I, at this point, I'd rather move out Gergensons, move out mm-hmm. Bolu, move out Palmonville, bring up guys from Rochester. Yeah,
2: at this point, we got to get rid of all the, the tank guys. Gergensen's needs to go.
1: Gergensen's and Larson. I mean, they're good penalty killers, but just you got to change. Yeah,
2: fourth you line. You got to change. It can only – role players going to take you so far. Mm-hmm. Larson needs to go. Gergensen's. Bull, you can go. Bull, you.
1: I I mean, Pominville they're Elliot Freeman on the 31 Thoughts podcast last week, he said that he wonders if they would trade Pommenville. Pominville does have a 10-team, no-trade list. And I'm sure they'll be like, hey, do you want to go chase a cup? Because, again, Pominable hasn't won a Stanley Cup yet. He's probably going to retire either this year or next. So, and maybe he wants to stay, and if he wants to stay, keep him, but don't act like, oh, they can't do him dirty like that. They already traded him once. I mean, this is a business. Yeah, It's not, oh, he's a Samer's legend, we have to keep him. It's, no, stop. No. If they can get an asset for him, whether even if it's a fifth or fifth sixth round, round pick. I'm thinking a fifth round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Like let him go chase his cup, and then let's bring up Alex Neilan. But is there, and take his place. is there a market? Is there a market? Is there a market? If you retain half of that cap, there's got to be a team like Boston or somebody that wants a nice veteran presence for a playoff run. And, you can, and he's proven you put him with a star player, he's gonna play well. Mm-hmm. So, and if he's not with a star player, he's not gonna play well mm-hmm. because he's been practically invisible for most. He's not gonna of make mistakes, that's hits. for sure. So maybe he could be a a playoff asset mm-hmm. for a team. Yep. Okay, Matt Kopnek also says, no, but I didn't expect playoffs anyways. I am concerned about the GM, though, and I think he has a lot to prove this summer. I'm not concerned about mm-hmm. I There's been a lot of Bottrell hate coming up yeah, I don't... recently. I have no concerns at all. People are like, I mean, he's been here for look only Look at what he years. inherited. Yeah, and look at what Tim Murray inherited, too, as well. He had a lot of draft picks, but no, like, the cupboard was bare, basically. And he had draft picks, a lot of draft picks, and then missed on a bunch of them and traded a lot of them away. And people bag on Tim Murray every day. They're like, oh, I can't believe he traded this guy, this guy. They traded all this for Ryan O'Reilly and Evander Kane and Robin Leonard, but they're asking Jason Botrell to practically do the same thing. I'm not going to defend Tim Murray. Hey, I'm, not I'm, not, talking, I'm not defending him. I'm not him, either, bringing but, him into this one. But the people that are like, oh, we got to trade all the first round picks, they're the same people that are like, oh, we should have kept all those picks. We could have had uh, Brock Besser. We could have had Colin White. We could have had this guy. We could have had that guy. When the Sabres trade a first round pick in this draft, they're going to, three years from now, like, oh, we could have had Connor McMichael. Look at him. He's having a great season. Oh, my God. We should have had him. Why did we trade a first round pick for Tyler Tafoli? It's going to be the exact same story. I want to use those picks so bad. Just draft, guys, please. You can trade Wait, the, the, lowest one, the, lowest the, the lowest one. The lowest one. the cupboard. The lowest one, I'm okay. But I think if the draft started today, the Sabres would have like the. I think the Blues are slotted in at 11. If they don't win the lottery, the Sabres get to keep the pick. And then that Buffalo pick's probably going to be pretty good, too. You don't trade those picks today. You know what? Hey. Unless you're getting a really, really solid player. That Sharks pick, it will probably be like 25, 26. I mean, you can trade that. You can trade up. You, heck, you can trade down at a second
2: and a third or whatever, and maybe at a player, too. We don't even got to worry about that Blues pick being lottery anymore because we're going to be in the lottery anyway. Exactly. Yeah. I mean,
1: hey, I'm open to it, but if you're trading for Charlie Coyle, what what does Charlie Coyle help on this Nothing. team? Why is he always linked to us? It's because he's like, oh, we need a center. Charlie Coyle's been playing the wing all season long in Minnesota. I mean... He's a good player. Charlie Coyle is a good player, but why? what is he going to do? Why are we trading a first-round pick for Charlie Coyle? And it, I don't even think it will take a first-round <laughs> pick, but people are suggesting Alex Nylander for Charlie Coyle. I'm like, why?
2: Why Charlie Coyle? I don't get it. <laughs> There's like a dozen other centers out there. I mean, as you said, he's been playing wing, but still. Yeah. I don't get why Coyle is mm-hmm. the infatuation. Uh... Display Sabres
1: fan says, I'm pretty close. The team has shown very little since the 10-game streak, very little secondary scoring, and their defensemen have been a mess in their own zone. Completely agree. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and listen to the podcast from a 10-game winning streak, we were like, yeah, it's going to take a monumental collapse to miss the playoffs. We are experiencing that right now. That is a monumental collapse. I
2: wish I had the guts to say what was really on my mind during that time. Me too. You know... I because you we couldn't were, say it. No, I both can't. of us we would say it before, like this isn't real. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Before recording,
1: like, you can't say that. Yeah, you can't. No. Like they they're winning, and you can't say that it's not for real. They're in first place, and now
2: they're they're knocking on the door of a playoff spot. But are they really? That's gonna be a lesson. I'm saying everything that's on my mind from now on. Mm-hmm. It's just I I have a
1: bitter taste in my mouth, mm-hmm. sour taste. I. What a missed opportunity. And once they started losing games, you know what? They did nothing. They didn't bring up Smith. They didn't bring up give Nylander a chance. They didn't bring up Danny O'Regan. They didn't
2: do anything. I want to go back to that Oppozo quote for a minute. How can you get a taste of winning 10 straight games and even at this and point? And then nothing changes. And just how do you win that many games and then you do you, you, your team, nobody in your locker room can think back and say, man, I want to feel that again and go out there and play your heart out and try and win 10 more again. That was, and just think that streak was so special. Think of how good that oh feeling God. was. What is the mindset of these players? That's the most concerning to me. It's not Bottrell, maybe a little more less than Housley, but my concern is the mindset of these guys. And how can you not be motivated by by that? Like what kind of, what kind of of person do we have in the locker room? You know what I mean? What kind of character? That's a character thing. Mhm. I and that's where how character do fix this? how
1: do they fix this that's
2: where character is important it's it's okay to laugh at characters sometimes character sometimes when skill skill is the big thing but this team has skill that's that's pretty clear more skill than last year mm-hmm. and it's it's not that it's the intangible that's it's just so frustrating derailing the train they were in first place
1: nobody expected them to be in first place nobody expected them to continue that pace but they're just like they're just watching it burn down to the ground. And they're just, yeah, let's play. Let's just keep Remy Alley up here. Let's have nine, eight, nine defensemen. That's okay. Eight or nine defensemen. Why do they have two extra defensemen? I don't know. I don't understand. I've said I don't understand about 15 times. I truly just don't get it. Why is Nathan Beaulieu still here? Can they not trade him or something? Does he have no value? The guy requested a trade. Why I, uh, Matt Hunwick, I understand why he's still here. They need that veteran presence.
2: Well, like Phil but Housley said at the top of the show,
1: they we're just too busy we're trying too busy to score scoring goals. goals. We're just too busy trying trying to Clearly, score
2: goals. Clearly, our mindset is defense if we have eight defensemen up here. Mm-hmm. You can't be trying to score goals if you have eight defensemen. On hey, your team. at least they called up C.J. Smith and not Scott Wilson. That's true.
1: Yeah, I was. I really thought it was just they were just going to bring Wilson up and then keep this development nonsense. Yeah. They don't have anything up here, and I think Jeremy said it perfectly yesterday. The way to develop a team in the AHL is having a good team in the NHL, mm-hmm. and then you have no choice but to build a good team in the AHL by developing prospects. You got nothing up here right now, mm-hmm. nothing. What good is having Alex Nylander down in Rochester right now? How much? It's more- so. It's beyond frustrating seeing these. Fragile Amerks fans just roast the poor kid every night. It's, I, I can't, I won't say anything about Nylander anymore because it's just so annoying. Like, oh, he's terrible, blah, blah, How much, but ev- he was here for how many games? Seven games the past couple seasons. He looked fine up here. He, everybody wanted this guy in Buffalo after preseason. He was fantastic. I'm not, I'm not fantastic, but he was good. Good enough to be on the team. He should have made the team. He should be here right now. Bring him up. What are we waiting for? Are we just going to wait to see him die down in Rochester because he's not lighting it up? Come on. Enough of this nonsense. We don't need him to turn into Scott Glennie because he never got a chance. All right, let's go. How much
2: time can he possibly spend down there before we bring him up? This is it. This is how much worse. There's no way. What we got to do, what management has to do is just ask themselves, how much worse can it get? Is it really going to hurt? If we bring up Nylander. Is Nylander worse than Johan Larson? No. Is Nylander worse than Zemgis Gergensen? No. Is Nylander worse than Jason Pominville? No. Is Nylander worse than Vladimir Saboka? No. Thank you. And you, that can be said about a lot of guys
1: down there. This is what I'm saying. Don't talk about trading first-round picks for rental. And, and, yes, people, people are at every day, every day. I get a question on the Charging Buffalo Instagram DMs saying, we should trade for Ryan Dezingle.
2: Why? That's another guy.
1: We should trade for Tyler Toffoli. We should trade for Chris Kreider. We should trade for this guy, that guy, that guy. And every single time, I'm like, he has a year left on his contract. Why? That doesn't make any sense. One guy is not going to make a difference. We'll have him for one more year, and then what if he leaves? Mm -hmm. Why? I don't understand. We should trade this guy who has a bright young future. We should trade this pick for a guy who's going to be here for a year, maybe. For the Why? love of God, let's bring up the kids. Let's trade out these guys, or if you can trade these guys we are just complaining about every day. Somebody will take Vladimir Saboka off their hands, right? If you take back some of that cap, so you can get a fourth-round pick, fifth-round so. pick. Come on. Why I not? think if, if
2: somebody would take Marco Scandella if they tried, surely. If teams are smart, there should be a market for Johan Larsson. Oh, yeah. I think there's definitely a role for him. I him. would I would trade Gergensen's before Larson.
1: One of them. Look, trade one of them. Bring up Danny O'Regan. Bring up Nylander. Smith. Bring him up permanently. Mm-hmm. You can bring up Alex Nylander. I. Why not? And don't say he's not ready. Well, let's see what he can do at the NHL level. We just let's rattled see. off
2: four names a couple minutes ago that could easily be replaced by guys in Rochester. Easily. And the team would suffer no consequences. Yeah, say what you
1: him. want out Nylander and Rochester, but would you rather see Vladimir Sobotka or a guy who picked eighth overall a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. Let's see what he can do. Let's just see. I don't get it. Let's... I can't wait for Olofsson to be ready. And to that's to another thing. Olafson is not ready to play in the NHL, and people are like, let's bring him up. Like, you're just living in the past, and the... Beginning of the season, he was lighting it up. He stopped after a little bit. He's been a little better recently, but yeah, he's he's looked 23, 24. He's probably one of our oldest top prospects, if you will. But he's not ready. If you watch, he's phys- still really physically immature. He needs the rest of the year down there, and maybe he's ready next year. Rasmus Asplund's not ready either. And Brayton and I were talking about this yesterday. Since the lockout-shortened season, the Sabres have had over 30 centers play for this team. And it's starting to look like Darcy Regear's teams, the center depth. Yeah, they have a bona fide number one center and somebody who has a potential to be a really good second-line center or even first-line winger in middle stat. But what else? Sabotka, Larson Gergensens in Rochester. You got, like, Kyle Criscolo, Kevin Porter... Rasmus Asplund, is not close to being ready yet. And then down in the system, he got uh, Marcus Davidson. But then that's it. That's it. You don't really have a whole lot at center. And the O'Reilly trade, honestly, it's not looking too good right now. No. It's not. No. Thompson, he's going to be a good player eventually. Who knows what that first-round pick turns out to be. Who knows what they do with that second-round pick a couple years from now. But... And I didn't have any expectations, high expectations for Sabotka and Berglund, but they have—they didn't buy us any time. They were
2: higher than this.
1: Yeah, they were <laughs> higher yes, than this. Yes, yes, I didn't expect Berglund to quit on us. <laughs> no, 10, 20 games into the season, but Sabotka—I mean, I didn't expect—he was supposed to be a fourth-line guy. That's pretty much what he is. But he—he, he, yeah, again, like John Bogle said, reaching Billy Lano status. hmm He really is. He really is. This is not good. Ryan O'Reilly who knows they're probably in a playoff spot if they have Ryan O'Reilly right now honestly i mean say what you want about him but they it was poor timing on that trade really poor timing i'm 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 hesitant to say where we'd be with O'Reilly still in the lineup because that's how many points combined does Thompson Saboka, and Berglund have not even close to what O'Reilly has that's true O'Reilly's I haven't checked in a while, but he was point per game for a while. So I wonder Blues, what this the team Blues looks might like. make the playoffs now. Who's They're here? Close. Who's here instead of those guys, though? That's true. They probably make an, mm-hmm. bring in a couple more guys. Yeah.
2: Does Nylander get on the team? Oh then? yeah, that's true. Right?
1: Because Smith is probably here all season. Ellie's mm-hmm. probably playing consistently. Mm-hmm. Maybe they pick up another guy on waivers. Mm-hmm. Nylander probably made the team. Who knows? But, that, you know, we'll see what happens. Thompson could be a really good second-line player eventually. Mm-hmm. That first-round pick, if it turns out to be, like, 11 through 14, you're getting an exceptional prospect. Not mm-hmm. exceptional. Exceptional is, like, top five. But a really, really, really good prospect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Really good. Uh, that happened. He went a lot longer than I thought on that
2: little rant. Yeah. But, uh, goaltender. Yes, okay. Goaltender. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, baby. Okay. I'm a big goalie guy, obviously. This can be a little mini rant of my own, okay? Sure. You can blame the defense for some stuff. Okay, maybe, maybe it's fair. But at the end of the day, who's the one whose job it is to stop the puck? It's the goaltender. Okay. And Carter Hutton has been struggling for like yeah. two months now,
1: Since... and nothing really has changed. S- Look, like, run with Almond. What, my... what run with him. I don't
2: understand. This guy's your guy of the future. He's playing well. Run with him. I didn't get to watch the game where he was letting in all the, the weird ones. Who was that against? Where he let <sighs> in like on the four... Western road
1: trip where, like around that Western road trip, was there the was West... like four goals in a row where it went off our defenseman.
2: It wasn't the Capitals, I don't think.
1: Capitals. It was two times against the Capitals. He was behind the net, gave the puck away, and it was an easy mm-hmm. tap. In. Maybe
2: it was the Panthers. I'm thinking of where there was a bunch of weird. There was the Scandela bounce went through his yeah. legs. Anyhow. The Buffalo Sabres goaltenders, Carter Hutton and Lena Solmark, have allowed 35 goals in the last eight games. That is over four goals a game. Folks, of course, we all love Lena Solmark. Okay? We had a love affair with Carter Hutton to begin the year. You can't, But you can't keep blaming the defense. It's not solely the defense's responsibility. And the defense has been really
1: bad. Really, really bad lately. So of late, yes. But, that in mind.
2: but... At what point does one of these goaltenders stand up to the media and say, you know what, yeah, there's a defense out there, but I'm the netminder. It is my job, strictly my job, to keep the puck out of the net. It is my duty. It's my responsibility. I'm screwing up lately. When does that happen? When does one of them have the accountability to come up and say that? It can't just be the defense. There's no way. They aren't playing goalie. The goalie's one assignment is to stop the puck, okay. And sure, the defense they can't tie a man up to save their lives, or give the puck away and then have two yeah. or three on one. But right, they 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 can't stick to their assignments. They do almost everything wrong. Certainly, sure, okay. But again, the goaltenders, it is their job. It's their job. You can't just keep bailing these guys out by blaming the defense. I don't. I I don't understand. I don't understand. There's There's been some real softies. Hutton has really not been good, quite frankly. He's been bad, okay?
1: Imagine if this was Robin Leonard in that right mm. now. If, if, like, switch the nameplates, mm-hmm. Hutton's giving up the goals that if
2: Leonard was in there, oh, my God, he would have been run out of town. Look at the Islanders, yeah. actually. Their defense isn't great, is it? Oh, they're not. No, no. And Thomas Grice and Robin Leonard are having a season for the ages together. Yep. Yeah. And people are still making fun of Robin Leonard. Like, oh,
1: thank God they got that scrub out of here. Look what he's doing.
2: yeah if you, not if saying you
1: anything were... would be different if they kept him. They had to get rid of him. They had to change something. But... People
2: who Come criticize on. Robin Leonard and just say it's he easy. sucks are extremely emotionally shallow and don't understand yep. what he was going through.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Frustrating. But for real. Really frustrated. They're just too busy trying to score
1: goals. I mean, maybe if they weren't too busy trying yeah, to score goals. If
2: we weren't too busy trying to score goals, then perhaps we could maybe stop a few pucks here and there. Yeah, But, you know, what uh, what good is scoring goals when you allow seven goals a night anyway? Mm. Two times in the last month. Why, why do you need goals? Shall we talk about the trade deadline? Sure. Uh, I'll bring
1: up the TSN trade bait board here. We to talk about some of the... Uh, potential guys that will get traded. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, talk about Artemi Panarin. Artemi
2: Panarin. Yes, 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 yes. He's very well liked by his teammates. He had a funny interaction with Cam Mack and oh, yes. in the locker room yesterday. Hey, guys. Brad, you speaking? Hey, Brad.
1: No, no, no.
2: Well, here's a wild thought that I have. Come July, why should the Sabers not be in on Artemi? Oh, Panarin? absolutely, they should be. They should be. But would he come here? But will we be in? No. Are we going to have him in for a meeting? No. And yeah, maybe he won't come here, okay? Because it's clear he wants it's to play. It's worth a shot. He want, it's worth a shot, absolutely. Maybe you can woo him with playing with Jack Could Eichel. Can you imagine? Because then that allows you to have a weapon with Casey Middlestat. Mm-hmm. A legitimate weapon,
1: whether it's yep. Skinner or Panarin. Yep.
2: One of them. Middlestat with Panarin or Eichel Panarin. And Skinner I don't want to hear Middlestad.
1: about the Capron. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about the Capron. Yeah, come on. Folks, if I'm it's Artemi Panarin, it. Panarin, it's one. Artemi Panarin. It's Jeff Skinner. Yeah. it's. John Tavares, it's Steven Stamkos. I, like, how many years have we been hearing, oh, we can't, can't get this guy because of the cap. Why not? Get good players. Yeah. How many years have we been sitting here mm-hmm. saying, oh, we need a guy like that. But then when we can get a guy like that, we're like, oh, we can't because we, the cap, you know, we got. Mm-hmm. Come on. Artemi Panarin. If you got to buy out a post, to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. If you gotta trade a first-round pick to get a post off your books, do it. If you gotta trade Bogosian and entice him to take him, you do it. Do what you
2: can to get good players on your team. Mm-hmm. I think Artemi Panarin wants two things. He wants a team that he doesn't have to carry, a superstar he can play with, and two, he wants money. And he wants to be in a big city. That's true. That that that's an our thing. Well, I wasn't gonna include that, but I think those might yeah, be the two. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Why would he go to New York? I, that, that confuses right? me. Right, Because They really. Unless just have he nothing strictly wants to be. In a then, big city. then he's buying into the, ster- the the stereotypical Russian hockey player role of just wants money and just wants to play for himself. I much. think Buffalo's a very attractive market mm-hmm. fit, from a free agent perspective. I'm not saying all rush players like that. I'm just saying it's a common stereotype in the hockey world. But I think that here's the deal. Okay. Casey Middlestad isn't going to get seven million dollars on his first contract. He's not, absolutely okay, absolutely not,
1: and especially because he's going to be an RFA next season. Right. He's going to have, even if he has an offensive breakout next year, he's not going to get paid big money. I don't think at least.
2: And look, as long as teams like the Predators exist, who have six pretty much almost all stars on their defense, and a plethora of stars as uh, at forward. You can't tell me we can't make it work. Okay, any team can make this cap work.
1: Mm-hmm. And the cap's
2: always going up too. Mm-hmm. Yes, going up exactly. Like Three million dollars. Yeah, it's it's always going up. Just tell me. Just have the guy in for a meeting. Do something. Show me that you're trying to recruit yeah. this guy because he is a surefire He's big fish. Twenty-seven, mm-hmm.
1: having 50, 59 points in forty-nine games. Oh my God. He
2: is certainly on pace for a career year. Problem. Could I, you I could. remember? When he was coming over
1: from Russia, Toronto was in on him. It was, I think it was down to Toronto and Chicago. If he goes to Toronto, they do not have Austin Matthews. Uh-uh. They don't. <laughs> they might have Alex Nylander.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because that is a great player. A great player. Yes. Artemi Panari.
2: Now, as far, for other destinations, for the trade deadline, rather. And yeah, and no. Buffalo
1: should not trade for Artemi no. Panarin. No, don't trade. They shouldn't. And I get you. Again, wait for July first. As I alluded to earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. he is one of the guys that fans are always asking, "Hey, we
2: should trade for Artemi Panarin." I'm like, no. I was thinking of this not. in the shower this morning. Actually, this about shower our Temi, thoughts. Artemi Panarin's landing spots. What about the Washington Capitals? Mm-hmm. Do you think and they can go they for afford him?
1: him though? What do they have to trade?
2: <gasps> Sam Snuff. Mm -hmm. Ilya Samsonov Mm, They just re-signed Phoenix Copley Three-year deal But what else? They don't need their first-round picks, really They don't use them Lucas
1: Johansson I don't know I think connecting the dots I think Boston is perfect for Mm. Panarin Big City Stars David Pasternak Pasternak. (laughs) Patrice Bergeron Mm-hmm. Krejci's a pretty good player too. I mean, I can see it. Boston makes sense. They have the young talent to make it work. So, Pittsburgh I mm. think would be a What does Pittsburgh have to trade for him though? That's a thing.
2: They're a team that's not scared to trade picks.
1: Yeah, but it's going to take more than I think Columbus, they're still in it. They're
2: going to want players back. They don't have many prospects, that is yeah. true. It's fun just to think though. I want him to go to a team that is close to winning another cup. What about Vegas? I could, I could definitely see him signing mm-hmm. with Vegas. So, oh yeah, oh that's an art. He yeah, always goes the there in NHL
1: nineteen. <laughs> uh, Ottawa, Matt Duchesne and Mark Stone. Do you think what happens there? Do they trade? Do they trade Duchene? Do they trade Stone? Do they sign one? Uh, keep the other. I honestly I think, think they're going to sign Stone and they're going to trade Duchene. I think the opposite. Really? You think they're going to be... I think I think Stone walks, really. Actually, I don't mm. I don't think they, they they get anything done with him for the most part. They have to trade Matt Duchene, especially after that trade because you can't just they can't get nothing for him, especially when you're going to trade a potential top 5 pick. Mm-hmm. So, that's going to that's that's a tough situation there. But there there'll be no shortage of interest in Matt Duchene. There's teams that are looking for centers. I think you, they should trade both of them. They should trade both of them and then just continue this rebuild. They should probably trade Cody CC as well. I think there's a big market for him, even though he's not too good. They might even be able to get a first-round pick. Uh, Michael Furland. And no, Buffalo should not trade for Michael Ferland. They shouldn't trade for Wayne Simmons. Shouldn't trade for anybody. We should they, be sellers. Yes, they should, be, they should sell. Unless you can get a guy for like a third-round pick that you think works into the future, mm-hmm. do it. But, yeah, like, most of these guys on this list don't make any sense. Like, if you can get Matt Zuccarello for cheap, like uh, how New Jersey did with uh, the Austrian guy, I forget his name. Oh, my Uh, God. Signed with Arizona. Uh, Grabner, Michael Grabner. Grabner. They got Grabner for, like, a second-round pick. I'm not losing sleep over trading a second-round pick, to be completely honest with you. But if you can get a good player that you think can help you out, even if he's a rental, whatever, but I'm not trading first-round picks for rentals. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it just doesn't make any sense. Look where they are. Are Arizona Coyotes and Vancouver Canucks fans talking about it, trading high picks and prospects? No. I get that the Sabres haven't been in the playoffs in a long time and we're suffering out here, but that's not Jason Bottrell's fault. Mm-hmm. He's going to take the approach that he thinks will lead this team to the most success, and we'll see how it goes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just bringing up the standings real quick. I want to mm-hmm. see where Arizona currently sits. And no, the Sabres shouldn't trade for Kevin Hayes because he's probably going to ask for like six and a half, seven million million, $7 and he's not worth that, to be frank. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, Jack Roslovic is on here. Oh, all those bums. He has all been. All those bums that uh, – the Sabres could have drafted with those picks. Gee, pretty good year to Jack have three Jack Roslovic
2: has been outstanding really, of late. Had a hat-trick the other night and a 9-3 to shellacking of the and Ducks. And the Ducks. Ducks got shellacked yesterday too against Toronto. Roslovic is going to be a very Good player. He's like a bonus for that Jets team. At
1: what pick? What? Where was he drafted? 25? Mm. Oh, it's almost like. How'd they get that pick? It's almost like the Sabres will be picking around 25. Mm. And people keep saying that there's nobody good in that area of the draft. And it's almost like this is a year where everybody wants first round picks. And it's a pretty good draft. So, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there's about. The Sabres are in a good spot.
2: There's about. I think of two superstars who have emerged out of that late-round selection process. Yeah, Mr. Brock Besser. You got... Mr. Pasternak. Kate you got Pasternak. Mr. Point. Yeah. hmm
1: I mean, key picks. Yeah. Prospects are coming up quicker and quicker every year. Mm-hmm. Every year. there. I'll pull up my draft ranking right now. There's a lot of guys out there that could easily step in and play right away. And... Could they, are they going to get sent back to junior? Maybe, but there are a lot of solid players. And if you didn't, check out the TCB Draft ring, I put one out every month. Check it out on the thechargingbuffalo.net. Number one, Jack Hughes, NHL ready. Capocacco, NHL ready. Vasily Colson, probably NHL ready. I could see him going back to I Russia. Can see though. It. Dylan Cousins, NHL ready. Kirby Doc, probably NHL ready. Bowen Byram, I could see him getting a nine-game stint. That's six players right there. Alex Turcotte's going to college. Matthew Boldy's going to college. Peyton Krebs, I think he could step in and maybe be a third-line center. Probably goes back to junior, though. Philip Broberg needs another year. Arthur Kaliev probably needs another year. Lavoie, I think he could maybe step in. Suzuki needs a year or two. Zegres is going to college. Caulfield needs a couple years. Newhook needs a couple years. York is going to college, but he's not that far off. Soderstrom is a couple years away. Connor McMichael, 19. My man crush of the year, Connor McMichael. It's only fitting that the team that traded for McEichel gets McMichael. Yeah, this guy, I'm not convinced he won't be the best. I'm not convinced that he... No, okay, how how am I going to word this? It's pretty much consensus that Arthur Kaliev and Ryan Suzuki are the two best players in the OHL this year. I'm not convinced of that. I think Connor McMichael could be the best player in the OHL this year in the draft well over a point per game I think he has some wheels to him really fast and peop- some of the scouting reports I've read say that he's not all that skilled not really ha- doesn't really have that blazing speed and the size is a concern but six foot 170 I mean that's not really that bad honestly but really talented player and elevates the guys around him as well I he's my favorite prospect in the draft. I want Connor McMichael. Uh sneak peek, I'm doing my February rankings right now. Right now I have him at 16 or 17. So he's trending up. And this is going to be a guy. Remember who told you first Connor McMichael's a legitimate prospect? I'm the one because everyone's sleeping on this guy. Central Scouting has him at like 27 on their North America rankings. Watch out. Watch him play. I guarantee you, you'll be impressed. I think there's a shift-by-shift shift on YouTube of him. Go subscribe to the service on prospectshifts.com. It's like $5 a month. You can watch shift-by-shift shift videos of all the prospects. It's worth it. Buy it I'm if you like do prospects. It. It's worth it. It's like $5 a month. I might just do it right now. Do it right now. It's. No, I'll give you my password. I, not not really? the listeners. Yeah, you can have my password. I'll give it to you after. Okay, but, okay. Yes, definitely go, go to prospectshifts.com. Amazing. Amazing service. Anthony does a great job there. So, again, check it out. That but, yeah, amazing. again, lots of potential NHL-ready players that the Sabres will potentially be able to grab. Uh, obviously, those college guys are probably going to be- go to college. Is but, it one guy you know, who runs this website? I believe so.
2: Just try and have him on the show. should. Mm, that's good. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else here? I oh, God. Like been...
2: it's, it feels like a short show, but yeah. it feels like it went forever at the same time because yes. we're only at 50 minutes. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we didn't ask for questions, but I mean, that's okay. We can probably read another resp- a couple more responses to the Twitter poll, uh, actually. We'll yeah, do maybe that. there are
2: more posted since.
1: Uh, yes, there were quite a few, actually. Yeah. So we will read some of those. Uh, it's 51-49, 642 votes after the So there's hour. been about 200 votes throughout mm-hmm. the course of this show. Uh, Ron says, no reason to, almost ridiculous to. Well, Ron. What have you been watching in the past two months? <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to know. Because I they really give you no reason to have hope. Yeah. What, what makes you think it's going to change? Save yourself the disappointment,
2: please.
1: Mm-hmm. See, I didn't go in thinking there was going to be playoffs. And I'm not hurt. I just come to expect it. Mm-hmm. I'm numb. Howard and I were just numb. That is a brilliant quote. I'm not
2: hurt. I've just come to accept it. Yep. Uh,
1: Third option, really close to losing hope. That comes from Andrew.
2: Mm -hmm. A listener of the show, actually.
1: Thank you for listening, Andrew. Uh, Like many, I'm on the fence, but not seeing any emotion from the players and the bench bots frustrates me to end. I agree with you, Tom. I'm getting there. The rest of this homestand will say a lot. That comes from John. I agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're still in it. They're only a few points out. They could easily. It just takes a couple wins and you're right back in it, but what makes you think that's going to Ask happen?
2: yourself this. There's five games left on this trip. Can this team really string together three wins in a five-game span?
1: I mean, you got Minnesota. That's a winnable game. Carolina, that's a winnable game. Chicago was a winnable game, but you get smoked. Isn't Winnipeg in this uh, stretch, too? I think so, yeah. I think, you gotta, I think Winnipeg's a tenth. You can't go two and five. Heck, if they lose tonight, you might. they might lose all these games. Cause if, and then if you lose to Carolina, that's a team that's already passed you. Even Carolina passed
2: them, and who's laughing now? If you take three of the next five games, you're what three and four on a seven-game homestand. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing encouraging about that. Exactly. At you all. Gotta, you gotta go above five hundred. You on can't drop the first two of a seven-game stand. And hey, if they if they lose all these games on the
1: seven-game homestand,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's a perfect excuse to, you know. Yep.
2: And I don't think that's going to happen. And the, the but, hey, you never know. Our, our consistent flaw, the lack of that drive to win and having that confidence knowing you're going to a game and win, it has shown in our ability to string together even two wins at a time or three wins mm-hmm. at a time. I want to see – I want to find out how many three-game winning streaks have we had in the last three years. Not a lot. No. I don't think they had one at all last year.
1: Maybe the year before, but I mean, I'm not sure. I think the year before we did. Uh. Okay, next one uh, comes from Adam. He says, this was basically where I expected they would be. Young guys continue to develop, get a top 10 pick, keep getting better, have to figure out the Skinner situation soon. Thanks, Adam. Uh, I agree. They have to figure out the Skinner situation. Like, what if, is it guaranteed he's going to sign? Mm-mm. Especially the way they've been playing. And who, who knows, if they don't have that 10-game winning streak, does Skinner even want to stay? Does he? I think. It's rumored that he wants to stay, but the way it's going, who knows? If you're a week out from the deadline and talks aren't going, do they consider trading him? I think you got to. You gotta we hold can't on rule it to him, out. But you can't rule out the possibility. What do yeah. you get? Mm-hmm. I'm on the phone with Nashville. I'm asking for Ali Tolvin.
2: The only thing is,
1: you get rid of him, and what are you looking for again? A scoring winger. Scoring winger. But, yeah. If you can get a guy like Ellie Tolvin in back, he's going to be Jeff Skinner in a couple of years. Oh, I don't
2: know. That's See, that's not a sure thing, though. We Ellie Tolvin is really good. We know Skinner is going he's, he's he's going to be good. We know that. I don't think trading him for a prospect and writing it Again, I'm is, not
1: advocating trading for Skinner. I'd rather keep him. Right, right, right. If, at some point, you got to keep He's good players. You can't sell I'm just speaking off, in a but... hypothetical. It, like,
2: just trading him for a prospect, I don't know, and just writing
1: it off as, yeah, he's going to be, this is fine. If you are trading Skinner, you're going to trade him to a contending team like Nashville, like mm-hmm. Boston, although we, we I did don't want to trade him to Boston. We did but... this with
2: O'Reilly and figured, oh, man, those three guys we got, that's a sure thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do that again. I feel like we've done that so much. We did it trading Vanek originally with Johan Larson coming in. We're like, oh, he's going to be a great player. It, I don't know. You got to get pro players, and you got to get that's at least thing. picks. You're not going to get pro players. I know, not not aren't that gonna
1: buy be, teams aren't going to be giving away. They want to put Skinner puts them over the top, and they're not going to be subtracting from their team. You're only getting picks and as prospects. as strange
2: as it might sound. I'd rather have picks than prospects. You know, mm-hmm. like I'd rather pick our own guys. I'd rather have our own. Unless it's like an Ellie Toleman. Or Dante Fabro. Fabro's
1: really good. He's, I don't know why he hasn't signed Imagine yet, Skinner but. on the Jets. Christian Vestalainen. Oh, God. Vestalainen's good. Mm-hmm. are really good. Jack Rossovic. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Speaking of
1: the Jets, I thought about this. Tyler Myers. Mm-hmm. You watch the Jets a lot. How has he been looking?
2: Very good. He scored the other night. He, he's he's really good at, like, he gets in on the offense. And, and he did that in Buffalo, too. I really think Buffalo should take a look at him. I think offseason. so, too. He's still a very they good They need defenseman. a right-handed shot defenseman. Mm-hmm. I'll take like how much realistically is he gonna get be getting? He's that perfect storm, as I like to say. He's a he's a tall guy. He can score, certainly. He's good on defense, he can play in the penalty kill too. And I'm not one to say playing you playing you the power bring, play. I'm not
1: one to say they need to bring any they need to bring this guy back, this guy back, well we need Lenny Ruff back, blah blah like some people, but I mean no, if I you, think he I think it's a good fit. Yeah. He's still kind of young. Mm-hmm. You give him a three-year, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Oh, yeah,
2: but you give him a three-year deal. You he, know what? He probably takes a pay cut. Getting Tyler Myers would give you an excuse to take Ristolainen off the first power play. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Ristolainen is off the first power play. That's right. He yeah. is now. Yeah. Middle stat on the point. I like that. Myers was also my favorite player when he was a Saber. But still, he's been a very good Jet, and he's gotten... He's, and there's no way they're going to be able to keep him. No, he's had a much bigger and role. And I think he liked, he liked Buffalo. He did, yeah, right? certainly. Yeah I, yeah,
1: I wouldn't rule out him coming back. He, and it makes sense, too. They they need to, like... I know people have concerns about free agency, but as long as they're not giving the guy a six-year deal, no. like a three-year deal, you that's fine. You give him fine. three
2: years, four and a half million, you know? That's And
1: fair. he's not... It's a different role. He mm-hmm. was the guy here exactly. when he was here. He doesn't have to be the guy. He doesn't have to be the second guy anymore. No. He can you can put it on the second, third pair, and then it's fine.
2: Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. He's a good skater you, for his size got
1: too. You can play on the third pair or even second pair. You he can third, moves you can interchange him.
2: He moves the puck, also. He's, just, he's a really good... He's really good. I'll take he's Tyler been, Myers. Back. He's been very good with the Jets. Yeah. Let us know what
1: you think. I know mm-hmm. people like get turned off to the fact of bringing guys back, and, and they have a sour taste in their ma- mouth about Myers. But, again, he's a good defenseman. He wasn't what we expected him to be. But you're not giving up an asset, and he's probably going to be on a shorter term. Game. And another
2: thing, Bufflin's been out of the lineup. They have Joe Morrow and... Uh, Dimitri Kulikov on the third pairing. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Myers time. had a pretty darn big role since December 29th. Yeah. But, again, there's going to be a team out there like Detroit. I'll you know, we'll give you a six-year deal. Why do I feel like I, I know dollars? more about the NHL as a whole than the Sabres? <laughs> <laughs> I come in here, I, I start just spatting off facts about other teams, but I don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll
1: we'll get into some, more, some a couple more of these responses before we wrap up. Uh... Flapzak says, Why would anyone give up? They're only a good stretch from being right back in it. But back before the 10-game streak, their comeback ability was there, and they looked competent. But that well, was like three months ago. Here's
2: why I give up. Because other than that 10-game stretch, in the last three years, where are those good stretches of games? Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's all.
1: Uh, not yet, but they're leading me there in a hurry. That comes from Steve. Uh, let's see if there's been any more in the time. Okay, that looks like that's it. Ooh, okay. Hmm? This team was in the playoffs because Hutton was playing great. Lately, he's been average, and the results show. And we were scoring. Uh, Wait, there's like a conversation going on here. Let's see. Hmm. Uh, I'm glad he's not a reactionary. This is in a reply about Bottrell. I'm glad he's not a reactionary GM, but I do wish he was less hesitant to make a move. I get players have value, but if you can move a guy for less value... Which then brings up an asset into the lineup: Smith, Olafson, O'Regan. Uh, then you may have to think about getting less back. Interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all we got for this episode of the Charging Buffalo Podcast. If you enjoyed, let us know. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can just search the Charging Buffalo Podcast; you'll probably find it. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Also, you can follow our personal Twitter accounts as well, NHL, and at LVKETCB. We'll be back maybe on Thursday, probably on Thursday, depending We're trying to on make up happens. time for last week. Yeah, the, the polar vortex really screwed things up, mm-hmm. so we'll pr- try and get another episode out to you guys mm-hmm. this week if it's worth it. So, again, if you enjoyed, let us know. Uh, rate us on SoundCloud as well. Try and get up there, possibly. Uh, Yeah, so that's all we got for this episode, and we will
2: see you in the next one.